I get excited. I get excited, ladies and gentlemen. I get excited on a Tuesday. Tony Basilio welcoming you into another edition. It is your Tony Basilio show on this Rice fans, Rice fans, Rice fans, Tuesday. Hello, welcome in. Tony Basilio show on a Tuesday morning. Matt Dixon is currently in training for uh, his uh, podcasting duties. And we're going to work that all out. He's excited to start bringing you some extra innings content. We're going to be uh, on the air as soon as Tennessee's baseball game goes final with Arizona. Tomorrow we got a gentleman that's up in the great uh, – well, he's up in Canada, isn't he, Bry? And he's going to give us uh, – he covers West Coast baseball. And he is going to break it down scientifically with us, the field Tennessee's going to see this week. Yes, he is on a, a ski trip on a vacation. I guess he's getting one more vacation in before the season begins in earnest this weekend. But yeah. he's a national rider on the yep. West Coast, so he's seen these teams Tennessee's going to play in the tournament this weekend. I want you to think about how weird this weather is outside right now. Like, if you play baseball today, it would feel like an April series outside. And that's pretty much how the weather's going to be this week, which I will take that in February. I, I will I will take that all day long, all day strong. Um, so there, there you have it. Because you know, Brian, when they start playing games at home, like next week, it's going to be spitting snow, sleet, rain. It well, hasn't, done any, hasn't done any of that all winter. It's, it's but as soon as Tony Vall shows up, as soon as Tony Vall shows up, here comes the freezing rain out the sky, and Farmer Charlie has to sit there in it. Dixie. Right? And Dixie. And Dixie. Dixie will be sitting there 27 innings when uh, Brooklyn College uh, is is in here just taking their season beating. I, I texted Dixie last year during one of those games, Brian. I'm like, what inning did you leave? He goes, I didn't leave. I'm like, dude, it's 31 to nothing. He goes, I know. Isn't it great? <laughs> I, uh, he, yeah. hey, hey, he missed his calling. He could have been a women's basketball fan back in the day it's, when they uh, used to just hammer it. each other. They're up 18 to nothing on some team, and he's sitting there on the rail watching every pitch like it's the World Series. Oh, yeah. When we were on the Guards of Law ports last year, I'm like, Dixie, you want, you, want a, you want a little something? You want a hot? You want a hamburger? You want a hot dog? He's like, no, man, I don't eat during games. I'm like, Dixie, the game's 18 nothing. <laughs> But people ask me, they say, is Matt Dixon an act? And I say, no. And then they ask Matt Dixon, is Basilio an act? And he'll go, no. A no. But uh, Dixon was kind of humorous the other night when, with his uh, Joshy Boy mirth, when Joshy Boy asked him, what are you laughing at? And Dixon just started laughing uncontrollably after that loss. That was pretty next level. Uh, yes, indeedy. So today on the program, we are going to um, we're going to preview tomorrow's Alabama game, and I also want to talk with you about some of these baseball rule changes. Uh, Chris Lee uh, of uh, what's what's it called, Brian? The Freshman Fourteen. What's his website called? Freshman14.com. What is it, Brian? Southeastern Fourteen. Oh, somebody needs a website called for like Freshman15.com. Okay. Southeastern14.com. Kendall Rogers says the following. So Chris Lee was right about this. The SEC has released its new pace of play initiative to supplement recent NCAA rule changes. Here they are. 
presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. TLD is more than a trucking company. They do everything. Whatever your challenge is relating to shipping, just call TLD and let them figure it out from there. Online, tldlogistics.com. Bradley Chocolate, um, Brad and Joy, y'all are the best. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. And and by the way, Brian Hartman, um, uh, down there yesterday I saw the great Kristen Clement, who's working there. And she is so next level. Came over and gave me a big hug, and she's a sweetheart, man. I love Kristen Clement. The great Ace Clement in the house. Uh, you know, she has a daughter that just committed to the University of Tennessee to play soccer. Played on the national championship uh, soccer team. She was telling me, I, I tried I tried to get the basketball in their, my kids' hands, and they wanted it at their feet. And I said, you know, it's kind of good. They're kind of uh, blazing their own trail. They're playing the beautiful game, so to speak. The SEC has released this new pace of play initiative supplementing recent NCAA rule changes. This is from Kendall Rogers. 30-second timer between at-bats. So no more frou-frou and fooling around. 30-second timer for mound visits. Coach must leave the mound when time expires, Tony Vaz. Go out there shaking your bonbon for all the women to see. Tony does his little thing on the catwalk, on the catwalk, on the catwalk, baby. On the Brian, are most mound visits thirty seconds or less or more? What are they? Uh, I think they're usually a little bit longer than that. But I mean, if if he has to start the walk, if they start the clock as soon as he leaves the dugout, he'll just get to the mound in time to have to turn around and leave again. On the catwalk, on the catwalk, baby. On the catwalk. All right, two minute and 30 seconds for pitching changes. Now, Matt would be a lot more astute than this, but what would the pitching changes be? Are they usually 2.30? Pitching change clock works like this. Two minutes and 30 seconds, timer on a pitching change will begin when a new pitcher who is entering the game either at the start of an inning or part of a mid-inning pitching change crosses the warning track in other words otherwise leaves the bullpen area boom so it starts before he gets to the mound two minutes and 30 segundas two minutes and 30 segundas how about that i always thought they got like what eight pitches to throw before they yep now it's 230 which it'll be interesting to talk about this with Evan Russell in our first installment on Monday because we're not going to see a lot of this till SEC plays. This is for conference games. Tony, why are they doing this for conference games? Well, let me explain something to you about the Southeastern Conference. Everything from this moment on, Shania Twain, is going to be done with an eye toward television and making your product more, more um, television-friendly. We want to get as many games and as many windows as possible. We want to learn from the NFL. We want to hit those windows. You know, college basketball is a metastasized mess. Have you, have you, like me, found yourself searching for a game, and you go up and you're looking for the game, and it says, it doesn't say on the guide where the game is because you're already in the next window. That's a problem. In our day and age, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, children of all ages, that is a problem. 
That is a problem. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. You go and you're sitting there and you're trying to find a game in college basketball. And now it used to be 150 to play those games. That's how long it used to take. Now it's two minutes and 30 seconds. Why? Because Burke Barnes got to make $6 million. It's not him, but it's just the profession they're in. Hey, somebody's got to pay the freight on that. And television's paying the freight. So that's what they're doing with baseball. With baseball, they're going to try and they're going to try and get you in the quick as quick a windows as possible. Speed is it going to work? I don't know. I guess if you play some seven inning games, it's going to work. If you're hammering some people, we've already um, showed that last year Tennessee would have had five such games that would have been cut short. We come back on the other side. We'll look at our opponent Wednesday night. Is it going to be in big trouble in Little China? for Rick Barnes and the Tennessee Basketball Volunteers. We ask that question as we continue right after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hi, I'm former Sheriff Enoch George with 30 years experience in emergency services. I know how important it is to locate an address that's in need of help as quickly as possible. An LED light bulb has been developed and manufactured that glows red, white, and blue flashing light to be placed on your front porch and turned on when you have an emergency that will help the responding emergency services to locate your home as quickly as possible. You can obtain your LED light bulb at Mount Pleasant Fire Department and all of your local fire stations. For more information, contact Fire Department at 379-1005. 379-1005. Seconds counts. Get your light bulb today. I wish you and your family a safe and happy new year. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. 
this is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. I welcome you back against the backdrop that it's Valentine's Day. Bradley's chocolate in milk and white chocolate. It is unbelievable. There are strawberries out there. Ah, oh, it tastes so good. You got to get them now. I am here fighting the good fight with you on a Tuesday. Matt Dixon's currently in training. Brian Hartman is alongside. We've got big plans on the baseball front, and Matt Dixon's in, an, in the uh, adjacency to our studio meeting with my lovely bride, and she is breaking him down scientifically. Tony Sukalis now joins us. You talk about a guy that breaks it down with the best. Editor. Tide Illustrated, coming to you on the ones and the twos and the TLD Logistics Hotline, presented by our friends at TLDLogistics.com. Tony Sukalis, que pasa, amigo. Hope you're well. Happy Valentine's Day to you, my friend. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you got your wife some of those uh, chocolates you were talking about. Melts in your mouth, not in your hands, my friend. (laughs) <laughs> Tony, let's talk for a second. Alabama, number one in America. Was that kind of on your uh, Singo card coming into the year? No, I've been asked this a lot. Like, of course not. Like, I'm not used to seeing Alabama number one in basketball, right? So, like, uh, it, it is um, surprising, I guess. You know, if you would have told me that a couple months ago, I would have been a lot more surprised, though, than I am now. I mean, this has been coming for a while. I think, you know, you look at the last maybe month or so, um, Alabama's looked like the best team in the country. You know, wh- whether or not they deserve it, you know, it was between Purdue and Houston. I mean, there's a lot of good teams up there. They finally got their turn just to the way that the, the regular season bounced and the losses and stuff. But I don't think it's a, it should be a surprise after you've seen this Alabama basketball team that they're number one. That being said, at the beginning of the season, just, because we hadn't seen Alabama basketball be the number one team, it is a little bit surprising. I mean, look, there was a few years ago, not too long ago, um, you know, when Avery Johnson was there, um, there was a time when they were ranked that, you know, that that was a big deal that Alabama was ranked, what, 23 or 24. And now, I mean, it's just expected that Alabama basketball is going to be ranked in the Mado. It's really a, a tribute to what he's built in this program. Which is interesting because our – Athletic director here, Danny White, gave Nate Oates his first opportunity at Buffalo. He was a member of a staff, uh, and and then Danny White took a chance on him. And Nate Oates is kind of, I don't want to say revolutionizing the game, but he's kind of putting a uh, Josh Hypolesque twist on the way they approach things. For the uninitiated, explain how why and the way Alabama plays the game is different than most teams. Alabama like, has a real pro style. Like, it does a lot of what you're seeing in the NBA where they, they spread things out. They, they want to shoot a lot of threes. Um, basically, threes are layups. I mean, they don't like taking a lot of mid-range shots. It's a, it's a brand of basketball that a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of kids love playing. It's, it's fast. It's, it's, it's wide open. You, you have a chance to score. Um, it involves a lot of hustle, too. I mean, uh, the biggest thing that NATO stresses is not necessarily on the offensive side of the ball. It's on the defensive side of the ball. They have this system called, you know, blue-collar points, and, and they're really into, you know, they chart everything from floor dives to, you know, 
uh, I mean, blocks, rebounds, you know, dunks. I mean, like they, they, you know, they, they chart everything. He has a very analytical approach as well, whether it's, you know, you know, on the offensive side or the defensive side of the ball. But it basically evolves around, you know, hustle, spreading out the ball, driving to the lane. And, and it helps when Alabama has a, a, a lengthy team like they do. And that's, I think, one, one of the things that set this Alabama team apart is just they're so long. And it, it really pairs well with uh, the style that Nate has. Cause he's got these guys that can, you know, he's got some 3 and D players. But he's got some guys that can drive to the hoop. They can play small but still be long. Um, so there's a lot that this team can do. It's really versatile, and it, it really fits his game plan to a T. And yet, like the rest of college basketball, they're prone to a stinker every once in a while. That game at Oklahoma a couple weeks back in the uh, SEC Big 12 Challenge, and, and you know, I, I'm watching that game, and I'm going, Alabama just decided that they wanted a day off. I mean, it was very strange. Um, how do we account for that, how Alabama... When they play that style, there's like a risk-reward to it. And and the uh, risk is when they're bad, they're bad. But when they're good, man, they roll you. Roll, and pardon the pun. Yo, yeah. I think more so with Oklahoma, though, I felt like they looked at Oklahoma's record and they didn't really pay attention to the fact that that Oklahoma team had given some, some big-time programs, you know, a, a run for their money. Uh, you know, that Oklahoma team was not – it's been a weird team, and it hasn't necessarily done great after Alabama, but um, it's a weird team where it's better than it looks, and they just had their day. Um, Alabama, you know, I think that was more of a, a slip in mental, uh, you know, you know, readiness, um, because we've seen Alabama have stinkers in certain aspects. I think the, the thing about this year's team, before with Alabama, you know, if the shots weren't falling, you know, in the spread-out offense, then – they were prone to some some bad performances. I think even in the 2021 team, the the, the, the first really good team they had with NATO, that was the problem. If, if they weren't shooting, it could get a little bit dicey. This team, though, I mean, they didn't shoot well from three against Auburn and still won by, what, nine points. Um, the rebounding, the defense, uh, you know, look, Auburn wanted them to play half-court offense and, and it basically gave them the lane to drive in. And Alabama shot, you know, I think 83% from the, you know, from inside the, the, the two-point range. Or, so, you know, I think that if you, if you look at that, um, there really isn't a, a foolproof way to, like, Alabama can be bad at one aspect. Look, Brandon Miller missed seven. He was 0 for 7 from, from 3 against Auburn, and they still won, you know, in the end pretty convincingly. So that's the difference between this Alabama team is, you know, it, it can win in a variety of ways. But, I mean, it is a lot easier when the shots are falling. They, they prefer to shoot from three. They prefer to get hot from three. And if you can force them into more of a half-court, slow them down, they, they don't like to take to, to go deep into the shot clock. And that's another thing that Auburn did was, you know, Alabama would be making shots maybe, but they would go deep into the, the shot clock and they'd get turnovers. And so that's, that's the way you can beat Alabama, is force them deep into the shot clock, you know, make them turn over the ball, um, and, and, you know, they are prone to that. But yeah. there's a lot of ways that they can just combat things, and um, it, it's a tough team, man. Oh. You know, I'm going to keep it real with you. Uh, as uh, we visit today on the program with uh, Tony Sukalis, who's managing editor of Tide Illustrated, and you know, he says they're a tough team. Uh, indeed. Watching that Auburn game. Probably uh, 
one of the tougher environments to play in the league because right, the kids are right on top of you. Pearl, for a better part of three-quarters of that game, got them to do exactly what they wanted to do, and then the last eight minutes of the game occurred, and Alabama just started running. And they've got yeah. a gear. They See, they've got a gear. I'm kind of jealous as a Tennessee a basketball fan and somebody who, like, we do um, post-game shows on here, Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime shows, and, and we're constantly on here talking about, after these games, how Tennessee doesn't create near easy points. And Alabama creates all kinds of easy points. Uh, you were talking about how they were having a miserable shooting day. It looked like they were on the ropes. And then all of a sudden, they found that gear that very few other teams in college basketball have. They've got all those guys that kind of look alike. And when they start playing together, I mean, you talk about something that is very difficult to stop. When they start running and get those lanes and find those lanes, you can almost forget about it. Alabama runs people. They ran Auburn right out of the gym the other day. I mean, just look at the depth on this team. You've got Rylan Griffin, who was the player of the game against Auburn. Comes out, He's a freshman, comes off the bench. You know, he's a top 100 kid uh, in, in last year's recruiting class, but he's not the guy that you think that, oh, that's going to be the guy that's going to save you. But he's had double digits in four of the last five games off the bench. Uh, another bench play you have is Namari Burnett, the Texas Tech transfer, who is a McDonald's All-American. And you've got another McDonald's All-American, Javonic Clearly, off the bench. You know, and so it, it, it's crazy. You know, I mean, uh, the amount of, you know, and then you've got, you know, uh, Brandon Miller, who's going to be probably a top three, top five pick in the draft. And he didn't even have a good game. So, I mean, it's from a Tennessee, you know, perspective, I mean, you, you could look at it from, uh, oh, well, Auburn had some success. Maybe, you know, maybe Tennessee could do that. And maybe they could exploit Alderman more in certain ways. But you also got to look at the fact that, you know, Brandon Miller missed a few open threes. Is, is he going to do that two games in a row? And that's what makes this Alabama team so deadly is, like, even when you have a plan figured out, you know, they still find a way to beat it when things aren't going right. And a guy like Brandon Miller is probably going to come back, especially coming back to the state of Tennessee. Um, I would expect him to have a rebound game. And then now if you're Tennessee, you've got to try to find a way to, to stop him while not letting some of the, the water seep through the cracks with some of the things that Auburn let, you know, seep through the cracks. So it's, it's just, it's really a challenge. Um, you know, Rick Barnes probably has a better game plan than what I'm, you know, saying right now. But you know, it's just it's uh, it's a challenge. I mean, this is this is is the best team in the country right now. I think you know, um, every team's beatable. It is college basketball. You, look, you saw what happened against Oklahoma, um, but uh, it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, all these games are a challenge. You know, at the, at the end of the day, and you never know, you're playing on the road. Tennessee's going to be favored by the Ken Palm metrics, which have failed us. But, hey, whatever, you know. Ken, Ken Palm, as far as I'm concerned, that thing needs to stick to curling, which is, <laughs> what he, which is what he started for. He's a big curling. He needs to stick to curling, Ken Palm, you clown. Because um, his... his <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't know how big of a believer I am right now, Tony, in Ken Palm. But, but that said, I, I look at Auburn and Tennessee, and obviously they're going in two different directions. And this is such a spot game. And there are sharp betters out there that are playing the Vols for that reason. Because college basketball is a game that just when you think you have it figured out, it just sort of changes the questions on you. Just when you yeah, think you have like the answers. 
Yeah, it's like almost like there's so much karma. Like you, you can't keep on winning, and then you know this is still a top ten team, and it's like this Tennessee team is not as bad as what it's been playing. It kind of reminds me of the Oklahoma game, right? I mean, like how many times are you going to lose at the buzzer? I, you know, I don't think that this. Yeah, you can say this Tennessee team's going in the other direction, but like you give them the two buzzer beater shots right there, take those away, and all of a sudden it's not so bad. You know, so I don't think this Tennessee team's as in the mud, really, even as Auburn was. When You know, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. Alabama, this was supposed to be the hardest stretch, and then they ended up playing Auburn and Tennessee when both of those programs were kind of falling apart, you know. So we'll see how, it, you know, they, they do against Tennessee. I, coming into this whole thing, if you told me that Auburn was going to play Florida um, – uh, and then at Auburn and at Tennessee, and they were going to sweep through that. I, I would say, like, that's, that's a lot to ask. But right. now, I mean, maybe if you're in the last leg of that, maybe it's looking likelier. Um, but you still look back and you're like, I don't know if it's karma. Or I don't know if it's just, like, you know, the, the odds that the pendulum has to swing back at some point. But I wouldn't be surprised if maybe this is just a game where Tennessee does come out, you know, with their backs against the wall, maybe trying to stop this skid. And like I said, they're not a bad team. And then you could have, the ball could have bounced a, a couple different ways. And all of a sudden we're having a different taste in our mouth about this Tennessee team heading into the matchup. So, um, well, let me ask yeah, you this. Say, yeah. When Alabama loses, what happens? Like, what do you mean? What has to happen? What, what does Tennessee oh, have to do to be successful? Turn sure. them over. Turn them over. Yeah. And, and just lack of focus. I, but, but really, that's the biggest thing that they're going to struggle with. The other team has to shoot well. Be nice. Uh, they've struggled against uh, big second score. You know, you look at so you, the inside paint. Um, you know, if they can, get, if you can get a big that can score against them, I think that, that that'll be big. But really, if you can, you know, like like what was happening in Auburn. You know, you force them into you know, you, you play good defense, force them deep into the shot clock, make them make mistakes, and then. You know, you know, we talked before before I came on. Yeah. You got to have a guy like Viscovi or somebody like going to punish him on the other end with threes and get him into a little bit of a hole. Start getting Alabama. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where NATO always talks about. You know, focus on defense and then the offense will come. Well, if you can, you know, force Alabama into those mistakes um, on offense and get them kind of in their head about that, then they start getting they start pouting maybe a little bit. From the offensive side, it leads to the defensive side. Get some open shots, have people hit threes, and all of a sudden you've got Alabama in its own head. I, I think that's probably the way to beat them. I mean, that's a lot. That's a very simplified, uh, you know, version of what would have to happen. But I, I think you know the, the number one thing I would say would be starting with turnovers, and um, that's something that Tennessee can do. Yeah. So that's you know um, that's something to watch in this game. Are they going to defend Tennessee the way Florida did, the way some of these other teams have, which is to say get out on the guards, allow Tennessee to shoot mid-range shots, uh, try to take away things at the basket? How, how will they defend Tennessee? Because that's really the formula that's really gotten the Vols here recently. Yeah, I mean, Nato hates mid-range shots. So I think he's, if he's going to give Tennessee – I don't think they're going to want to give them like, wide-open shots, but – yeah, I, I would I would assume that they're going to try to take away the perimeter and then hopefully have their bigs, their lengthy guys, you know, protecting by the basket. But if Tennessee wants to take a lot of, you know, where typically low percentage shots, NATO loves giving those up. So that's probably what, uh, you know, that's the method that I would think um, that, that he would go after, sure. Yeah, so 
What about uh, Alabama health-wise coming in tomorrow night? Any concerns? Because Tennessee has a, a couple of them. The Julian Phillips kid has a hip flexor. He's probably going to play. Uh, Josiah Jordan-James is begging to play, but they've basically told him, unless we can see you do it at practice, which they haven't uh, just yet, we're not going to allow you to play because we want you to be healthy in a month when it when it's for real, uh, so to speak. Both these teams are heading to the NCAA tournament, so got to get everybody yeah. healthy. Go ahead. From a, from a health standpoint, Alabama should be fine. Now, just today I've been hearing some rumors about a potential uh, knock that Charles Bediaco, the starting center, might have picked up. We, you know, I've been looking to dig in. I've heard mixed reports. I've heard some that sound a little bit maybe concerning. I've heard a little bit some that sound like, oh, he might even be fine for Tennessee. So I have no idea. We're going to talk to Nate Oates in an hour. I'll probably have more of an update on that. It, it, like I said, the, the latest things I've been hearing, you know, at first you hear some of these rumors from people and you, you hear some reports and it sounds a lot worse than it is. Now I've, I've been hearing it maybe not be so bad, but obviously if they lose him even for the Tennessee game, that would be a big loss. You know, he's not necessarily the guy that's going to score, but if he's injured at all, he's a he's a starting center. He's a seven-footer. Um, he plays some good D, uh, leads the team in blocks. So that would be a... Uh, you know, something that would hurt Alabama if he's gone. But I'm just not sure he is. I, I, I'm still trying to dig more about that. But that is a kind of rumor circulating out there. Something like at least keep your eye on this afternoon um, and kind of see how that progresses. And we should have more information, like I said, on that coming up in, in the next hour or so. Is Oates um, pretty forthcoming with that stuff, or is he a poker he player? lies through his teeth to us. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how um, they are. I yeah. have no idea. He might say that Charles Betty is totally fine, and then he misses the game. I mean, uh <laughs> There's been so many times when Nate Oates says, like, oh, this guy's, you know, a week or so away, and then he comes out and, uh, and uh, you know, plays. Actually, it'd be right in Nate Oates' playbook to say, oh, I don't know if Charles is going to play against Tennessee, and then all of a sudden you see him come out for the opening tip. So uh, um, we should get a little bit more clarity. I mean, it, it, I think we should know whether or not it, it's a serious thing, you know. But in terms of, like, him being full force honest, uh, I, don't, I don't think Nate always the most honest with us when it comes to injuries. Tony Socalas, tell the living lister where they could find you, and you've been, uh, shall I say, absolutely incredible today. <laughs> yeah, the site's com. We're part of the Rivals Network, alabama.rivals.com. Um, you know, you can follow us at Tide Illustrated, or you can follow me at Tony underscore Socalas, and Socalas is spelled T-S-O-U-K-A-L-A-S. Uh in your humble opinion, I will say to you, I'm trying to reverse a jinx here. I've been told by Bino Jeff Henderson to tell you on the air. Because, Tony, we have had a uh, we have a thing called the Mike Rooney Rule, the guy from ESPN that does. Um, uh, he's a guy on ESPN who does college baseball. He looks a lot like Adam Silver, the NBA okay. commissioner. Do you find Adam Silver to be an attractive man? Do you think he's a good-looking guy? He, he, uh, Adam Silver looks like he needs a, a hamburger. And a steak, as much iron as humanly possible. If, if, you, if my girlfriend told me that I looked like Adam Silver, I'd be, I'd be not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like it. So, uh, you yeah. probably wouldn't sleep for a week. But at any rate, Mike Rooney, the Mike Rooney rule is this: people come on here all the time and they say, "We have no chance." That the, Vanderbilt has no chance against the ball. South Carolina football has no chance. He came on here, that, that guy who played baseball at Notre Dame last year before that Super Regional, and said, I just hope I just hope it's it's not 20-run deficits. I just hope they don't 
the Vols don't beat us by 20 in every game. So I'm going to tell you right now in the spirit of Bino, who's telling me to do this, that the Vols have no chance tomorrow. I'm trying to reverse the jinx. No chance. Do you buy that? The Vols have no chance. No, I don't buy that. Like I said, I think there's, I mean, I look, I would pick, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'd pick Alabama in this game, especially with the momentum it has, but I, I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't say the Vols in this case. First of all, it's college basketball and you're, and the Vols are at home. So I think that of, of course they have a chance. And I don't think this Vols team is as bad as what, you know, its recent record has portrayed. I think it's a, do I think it's a flawed team? Of course. And I think I, I will, Hard time seeing how they're going to score to keep up with Alabama. But you look at the defense, it's a, it's a solid team. It's still a top-10 team, you know. So um, I definitely would give them a chance, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if they do win just because, I mean, runs stop in basketball. You know, you, you hit a speed bump every now and then. Alabama's going to have to hit one of those sooner or later, and this would be one of the ones that you would think that maybe they could hit it. So I, I would pick Alabama, but I would not, you know, put a, a – an enormous amount of confidence points on it just because they're playing such a good team on the road. Well, here's my thing, right? Like, I got friends. Speed, uh, the the, the um, uh, people that gamble on these games, okay, there's degenerates, and then there's bottom of the barrel. I mean, who in the world's going to sit around and bet on college basketball games? I would never bet on college basketball. I mean, I'm not a big better, but I would not bet. If there's one sport, it would not be college basketball. Right. No, I no mean, I've got, a, I've got a panel. We've got a show that, that we call Winners and Losers, presented by our friends at Miller Lite, which we will record later in the week. And I got some freaking degenerates. <laughs> I mean, these guys gamble on this college basketball. Like Tennessee oh, Lee, the guy is a degenerate. I'll tell you what, I mean, as a former copy editor at a newspaper, and you get these people calling back, and I don't know if they just, like, this is, they didn't have the Internet or whatever, but I get, I remember early in my career, I'd have people call back and, and want to know multiple times throughout the night the score of, like, Wyoming versus Idaho. And I'm like, I just wanted to, like, give them, like, the number for, like, the gambling help hotline because I was like, there's no way that you care this much about Wyoming and Idaho basketball, like you're definitely betting on this game and, and want score updates. Um, so, I mean, really, yeah, I know about this. There's some crazy people out there when it comes to the betting, and I just wouldn't, like I said, I just wouldn't bet on. You know, there's a lot of things. For basketball is just such a scary game to bet on, especially college basketball. Oh my gosh! Hey, yeah. Tone, on the way out, tell the living listener how they can find you, and I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, tidelfade.com. AlabamaRivals.com, take you to the same place. Uh, follow me at Tony underscore Sukalis on Twitter. And, you know, definitely if you, if you have any interest in Alabama, come come check us out. Come join our uh, – if there's any Alabama listeners out there, uh, we, we're a great place for Alabama sports. It's not just basketball. It's football. It's recruiting. So come check us out at Tide Illustrated. Well, I've got a great interest in Alabama. i got a great interest in making it two in a row in the fall over Alabama, Tony. Two in a row. Hey, hey, you know – the hypo offense is, is, is crazy. There's a lot of people on Alabama's side that wanted the Tide to go get Jeff Levy and, and kind of run that Tennessee offense. Um, you know, they, they, they didn't do that with Tommy Reese, and I think that upset a few people. There was a few fans. You know, they, they wanted they saw what that Tennessee offense did against Alabama, and they wanted to replicate that. So we'll see if he can keep it up. Uh, I, I love the – I'm not going to try to butcher it um, on, on air, but I love the Nico – 
Just call him Nico. Nico. Just call. That's what yeah. I do. And I'm, I'm a. I'm, to, yeah. yeah, I'm a. Well, I'm a pronunciation a guy. Name. I'm a pronunciation guy. Like you've got that great Greek name, which is incredible, and yeah. and, uh, and I'm not even ever going to try Nico's name on the air. I just call it Nico Mania, and I, I leave it alone. Is it I am Leva? I have no idea. I hope it is. If it is, I'll feel proud of myself. But sorry, Nico, if it's not. I think that's but, right. I think I, I think you've got it. I think you've got it. I. I don't even try it. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, uh, it, it, you know. it's tough, and I, I I can sympathize with with having a hard last name. My name gets butchered all the time. You have yourself a Doc Gooden, and uh, pleasure talking with you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right, one more time, Tony. Now that he's off the air, Brian, how do I say his last name? So this is good. Brian. It's uh, Sue Collis. Yes. It's T-S-O-U-K-I-L-I-A-S. It's some, wow. He wants to buy a vowel. So uh, Georgia has some coaching staff changeover here. breaking news, hit it. Todd Munkin has accepted a similar role with the Baltimore Ravens. How about so that, that means that Mike Bobo was back in town to be the offensive coordinator of the Bulls. Bobo's back in town. Bobo's back in town. Boom. Boom. Matt Dixon in studio. Whoa. Are you uh are you happy Matt to see uh Todd Munkin leave the league? Does that bother you that Todd Munkin is gone? Uh not at all. No. I hope hope he does well up there in Baltimore. Yes. He's very very good. He's Insane. Do you like the new changes that college baseball, we're going to talk about this uh, as we continue, and then we're also going to pay tribute when you bow your head and you say his name to the great Gus Manning. The Vol Historian will join us. I want to thank Tony Sukalis for joining us, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics on the TLD Logistics Hotline. TLD Logistics, you, ladies and gentlemen, if you're an owner-operator, we've got a spot for you on our team. Contact TLD Logistics online, tldlogistics.com, on a Bradley's Chocolate Valentine's Day. Huh? What? Give me a holla. Boy, I'm in a weird mood today. So we continue with more after this. <laughs> This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Love is in the air at Tillis Jewelry. And when you step through the doors, our team is ready to help you pick the perfect Valentine gift for your sweetheart. This year, we're offering diamond stud earrings starting at $199. You know a little sparkle will put a smile on her face. And at Tillis Jewelry, we're making it easy for you. So when you spend 100 or more, we'll wrap your gift in our beautiful pink box, which includes a box of chocolates. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia, is your one-stop Valentine store. 
This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hey guys, this is Mary Catherine with Bug Out Termite and Pest Control. Did you know that most insurance plans don't cover termite damage? Termites cause $5 billion in damage every year. Having a termite inspection done by a termite professional once a year is the best way to determine your home or business is termite free. Our technician will help you determine the best treatment solution for you. Call us today to schedule your inspection at 931-380-9009 or visit us online at bugouttennessee.com. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Columbia Ace Hardware carries Magnolia Home Paint by Joanna Gaines? Columbia Ace Hardware is the only Magnolia paint dealer in town. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware and Power Equipment. We will be glad to help you. This is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Come to the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Championship hosted by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club benefiting their college scholarship fund. Outstanding auctioneers from across the country will be competing to be named the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Champion. The event will be held at the Tennessee Livestock Sale Barn at 1231 Industrial Park Road, Columbia, Tennessee, starting at 11 a.m. Hope to see you there. 31. All right, we got Miles Johnson from Foodland. We're going to find out what's happening with him. Miles, this is Terry from the radio station. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's uh, another week, so I know you got some more great specials for us. So, what's on tap this week? We have our normal one week ad, which features assorted pork chops, $1.69 a pound, strawberries, two for five, iceberg lettuce, 99 cents each, and Coca Cola six packs, three for 12, and Dr. Pepper six packs, two for seven. Well, thank you. And again, Miles, you're open 
seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. right there on West 7th, right by the post office. Thank you and thank uh, all of your great staff. Uh, they're always very friendly whenever I come in. And uh, Miles, we appreciate talking to you. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. And you and the folks at Foodland have a great day. All righty. Thank you. You too. Thank you. All right. That was Miles Johnson from Foodland. If there's something you want to see and you don't see it there, ask them because they are very, very good about getting stuff for you. So. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony B. back with you. Matt Dixon's in the Raymere studio today. He's, uh, we're getting ready to do, and I'm going to let you in on a little secret here, okay? So we're getting ready to launch a brand new Tennessee baseball podcast. Matt's going to be covering the team um, right on top of things, player interviews, coach interviews, all, all, all that good stuff. Brian Hartman, we need a name for that. Me and Matt were talking about it. Now, our friends at TLD Logistics, we announced it last week, they're going to sponsor that, and they're going to underwrite the project along with um, our Evan Russell uh, piece. Evan Russell is going to join us every Monday, including this Monday. Somebody asked me, does he begin on this Monday? And I said, well, of course he begins on Monday. The, the baseball team has a huge weekend series to start the season out in uh, Phoenix. And, y- you know, Matt, you would almost rather them do that series in like a month as they get kind of get their legs about them. But they get to jump right in to the fire, kind of like last year down in Texas and we thought last year's team had a lot of change to it. Yeah. Little did we know, man. Yeah. yeah I think you're, you're replacing your, your weekend rotation last year. Yeah. But you had most of your position guys back. This year's team, you're replacing all eight, you know, position guys. And, you know, you got, you got some guys who are back who kind of, you know, spot starters. And, yep, yep. You, you know, utility guys. So you got, you got a, good, a good mix. You got a lot of potential. Um, but it's a bunch of new faces. Here's what we need today. I need a catchy name for our podcast. It's Tennessee Baseball Podcast. It's presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. We need a catchy name for it. And if you help us, if you come up with a name that we use, if you give me the name that we use, uh, we will uh, give you a gift card to our friends at Calhoun's Taste of Tennessee and also a gift card to our friends at Alumni Hall. Brian Hartman, does anything strike your fancy as a, like a catchy name? Uh, I don't know how catchy this would be, but I would go with something like, uh, I don't know, the 10th inning? Yeah, no. That's not good enough. No. See, that's, somebody's going to come up with something. We need a name. I need a name. Now, Matt, you're dropping a season preview when? When's the first one going to drop? Uh, at the latest, probably Thursday morning. Yeah, so we need a yeah. name here. We need a name. And he's going to do, you know, he's going to do, do, we're going to do these. Some, some we'll do together. Some he's going to do. It's going to be... Uh, you can player interviews, all kinds of stuff. It's going to be really cool. Be, be some spring training episodes to start where we kind of work some things oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. F- figure, gotta... figure out what our what our roster is going to be. 
Let's talk about these rule changes, then we'll go to the phones. Dixon, are you worried about our basketball team right now or no? Uh, well, yeah, definitely worried. But the, the, the injuries are kind of piling up, um, not just with the guys who are out, but some of the you know mis- bruises the guys have. The schedule you have is you know very unfortunate right now. Um, but, you know, I, I, I thought the team kind of overachieved to where they were, you know, two weeks ago. Um, and they're kind of coming back to where, where I think they probably really are as a, as a program and as a, as a team this year is, you know, kind of a fringy top 10 team in, in a bad college basketball year. Yeah. So. They they have their obvious limitations, but everybody does. Yeah, it's just I think Tennessee's are more kind of more obvious than than most others are are more kind of fatal. That there's no kind of counter to a lot of them. Yes, there's no counter. There there are no easy answers and no counter. I mean that's the yeah yeah, and and, and that's the kind of the thing I've come to grips with here. Um. But here's here's what's going on. Here here's what's happened. Um, we'll we'll look at some of these changes in college baseball. First of all, Matt, are you as a major league baseball fan? Do you like the extra inning rule in major league baseball? I like it more than I thought I would. I like it. Like it it doesn't uh, bother me as much no, as I like I, 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 I like I, it. I was completely against it, and I like you, it. You kind of see it, and yeah. I, you know I I don't have. A, a huge problem with it yeah. so you know it just is what it is here's a stupid question for you guys since we're talking about this on the collegiate baseball level and generally speaking when guys like kendall rogers tell you things are going to happen they're going to happen and he says it's a matter of when not if uh they adopt this uh these extra inning rules so when kendall rogers tells you that you you listen to it. I listen to it. Let me ask you, Matt. What do you think of? First of all, how often do we see extra inning games in college baseball? How many did we have last year, guys? Did we have any? Yeah, a couple. We had the the. the I guess it was Thursday night game at Kentucky. It was like a twelve inning game. Oh, you good had, gosh! Hawaii. I think we may have had it that night. You'd have been in favor of it that night, Matt, putting a guy on second out there in that freezing cold. You were there. Yes. We we had one. I think we had one the year before. But I think they yeah, had they some have, you know, when they were seven probably. inning games the year before against LSU maybe. It's not as big a deal as the major league game where you're playing 162. And those things can get really tedious because those teams are so equal that those games can go 18, 19 innings. I like the putting a guy on second. In the major league game, it makes a lot more sense because it's so traffic-averse. Their game has become home runs and strikeouts and not a lot of inside baseball. The college game appeals to me more now because there's a lot more inside baseball played. There's a lot more traffic on the bases. I don't know how much it would help the college game, Matt. Would it help the college game to do to go with this role? Yeah, it probably would. Um, I, I, and I definitely like the rule for these midweek games. And non-conference games, you know, don't waste your arms, you know, in Tuesday and Wednesday yeah. games. But, um, uh, and, you know, it 
it'll be interesting. I don't understand why they would wait all off season and then the week your season's about to start, you come in with all these rule changes. I mean, you know, granted they don't really affect a whole lot, but like why why announce all this stuff right now when the season's you know getting ready to start? It's like when they took all the celebration things away in the middle of the NCAA tournament last year. It's like why are you why are you trying to do all this stuff in like right on top of your season? So we'll ponder that. We'll ponder this. It's hour two. It's your uh, Tony Basilio show. Let's do hour two. Let me keep it live and legal and local and legal and large. Living legal and large. Now we go to our phones. I need a name for that podcast. If you can help us out, our baseball podcast, Matt Dixon uh, will be doing it. And um, the SEC has released new pace of play initiatives to supplement recent NCAA rule changes. That's from Kendall Rogers. 30-second timer between at-bats. Uh, and, and we're just trying to make sense of this. So here's what you're going to see, okay? 30-second timer between hitters shall start at the conclusion of the prior play, indicated by the umpire's final signal or safer out. So guy is called safe at first base. That guy's got 30 seconds to get in that box and, and hit. And if he's not, Matt, if he's not, if he's not, then the pitcher will begin the motion to deliver the first pitch in the at-bat prior to the expiration of the 30-second shot clock, a 30-second clock, and that's a strike. For it or against it, Matt? Yeah, I don't mind it. Mound visit clock. 30-second timer on mound visits begin when a coach exits the dugout or when a defensive player leaves their position to visit the pitcher's mound. For it or against it? Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't think that's a big deal. With all the earpieces now, it's, you know, you don't, mound business, you really don't even need them as much. Pitching change clock. You get two minutes and 30 seconds from, from uh, a pitching change uh, from a new pitcher entering the game, either start an inning or as part of a mid-inning change crosses the warning track when the pitcher crosses the warning track or otherwise leaves the bullpen area the clock will begin upon the expiration of the clock the 20 second pitch clock shall commence the fcc is also going to implement a 10 run rule for conference games the policy stipulates that a contest shall be stopped after seven innings if one team's ahead by at least 10 runs in accordance with NCAA playing rules. SEC has also revised the inclement weather policy related to the final game of a conference series on Sunday when the visiting team does not have classes the following Monday. <laughs> the policy specifies that if a visiting team's institution does not have classes the following day, general curfew policy shall be waived. Curfew is waived. No game can start after 10 p.m. local time or resume after midnight local time. That probably affects like one, maybe two games a year. Yes. So do you hate these rules, like these rules? Where are you on these rules? No, I, no, I, don't, have, I don't really have a problem with them. I, you, know, you have a problem with the sport, you know, with how long games take, um, especially with all the pitching changes that that teams like to do in college, mm-hmm. um, so I, I don't mind a new. I don't. They're really not that drastic changes. No. I don't think so. I was expecting them to go with the three batter rule that they use in Major League Baseball, no. which I like, by the way. 
Yeah, but these college coaches are a lot more joysticky. Well, and and and, and they have on, more players to play with. Well, and and you have guys who aren't aren't as good who maybe yep. they come in and literally can't find the strike zone. So, mm-hmm. You know, if you've got a guy who's thrown eight straight balls, you know, you don't need him out there anymore or or what whatever. So, Brian, what do you think of these way. changes? What do you think, Brian? Yeah, especially on the thirty-second count clock, I guess. If it starts the minute he leaves the dugout, then by the time he gets to the mound, it's time for him to turn right around and go back in the mound dugout again. So that seems kind of that seems kind of uh, you know, he's, he's takes barely thirty be seconds there. to get to the mound. I know some guys it takes thirty seconds to get to the mound. You're right. No, no. Yeah, by, by telling Especially Frank Anderson he can get out there pretty quick. Yeah, obviously they they come flying out of the dugout. Some of these guys are big boys though. <laughs> some of these guys are big boys. We have a lot to talk about here. Let's go to the phones. That Macy's guy's going to ump one of their games in Arizona, isn't he? You like that guy? Oh, I, West Coast Macy's. He's going to guarantee you he does one of those games tomorrow. When I have that guy on, whose name is pretty, this guy's pretty, uh, pretty renowned. Brian Hartman's the Booker. He is the Booker T of Bookers. Um, Can you dig it? Can. You dig it. Kevin Skarbinski is going to join tomorrow. We're also going to have on uh, tomorrow. Uh, what's the gentleman's name, Bry? The uh, his name is uh, Eric Sorensen from the yeah. West Coast. Eric Sorensen, he's good. Man. I found uh, I found I think there were six games that went extra innings in twenty twenty one. They were six and one in those games. That's interesting. I think the five uh, and one. Yeah, th- there was one loss there. And I think they were three and one in extra inning games last year, so they only had four last year. I you wouldn't think they. What was the longest they played a game last year, Brian? Twelve at Kentucky. Um, I think. I think the Kentucky game went thirteen innings. The one that Matt was at. Matt, how torturesome was it to sit in that concrete uh, stadium? Yes. How cold was it? First it was of all, miserable. It was freezing cold in the house that Mitch Barnhart built. Skate park. I'll text you those. Tough, tough to breathe. Tennessee was just. Going through the motions. Were people smoking? Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, in the concourse. There's a lot of cobwebs all over the seats right behind Tennessee's dugout. I remember that. <laughs> 50, like there was literally 50 people there, right? Yeah, whatever, whatever mob. And Tennessee brought 45 deal, stole of them. $30 million to build that thing. <laughs> Do you like, Matt, the. Uh, the the fact and you call we call it a skate park. There's just all this concrete down the sides for no apparent reason. It's all concrete and rails. Is so it attractive? No. It's just a bunch of concrete and all these you know rails that are just unnecessary and everywhere. I would rather have those beach chairs in which I think's hideous at Florida. The beach chairs <laughs> in the outfield. Now that's the most ridiculous looking thing in the world. I don't know what aesthetic they're going for There's, there. They're but, like sixty million dollar stadium didn't even have visiting showers. That's why Tennessee had to go to the, the damn wow football stadium way, and put the helmets on. Tony Vols. All right, let's go to the phones. So it's Valentine's Day. I love you. Uh, if you want to give an on-air Valentine to somebody, uh, jingle us up. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two is my number. Let's go to our phones. We'll get our next call in. Hello and welcome to our next call. You're live on the air. Hi. Okay, Tony. I have one. The right. Clubhouse with Matt Dixon. That is not a bad name. 
That is not – that is – Brian Hartman, that is not a bad name. The clubhouse no, of Matt Dixon, that is not bad. I am really bad at trying to pick out names I'm, for this. I'm that awful. was much better than I, I, Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible awful. at it. We need help. We've got a new baseball podcast we're dropping this week, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. Matt Dixon's going to do it. It's going to feature in-depth coverage of the baseball team, in-depth numbers. It's going to feature uh, in-depth takes. It's going to feature uh, various folks uh, with their takes on the club. It's going to feature a ton of great content. And, Matt, we need a name for it. And what did you call it? The Clubhouse with Matt Dixon? The Clubhouse with Matt Dixon. Not bad. Not bad. You know, they call those guys in Major League Baseball, they call those guys clubbies that, uh, you know, they run errands for the players. And the players tip those guys. Play the Players and staff take care of those guys, uh, the, the longtime clubbies. I, I knew a guy that used to be a clubby up in Philly in the old vet stadium. He would talk about the rats in there, <laughs> and, and like literally rats falling through the drop ceiling. And but uh, the clubhouse with Matt Dixon, I kind of like that, Titans Yams. Well, thank you, Tony. You know, on another note, you know I was hearing rumors about Andy Reid going to retire, yep. but he decided he's going to stay, and he said, well, I want to dominate. I have news for Mr. Reid. He's a family man. Once, once Sean Payton turned things around over there in Denver, it's going to be lookout city for Mr. One Andy Reid. My favorite and also, thing about the Broncos story, the absurdity of professional sports is Sean Payton has let it be known publicly and privately that the personal staff of Russell Wilson is no long, no longer uh, welcome to be traversing throughout their complex at all hours of the day. Can you imagine a quarterback having his own personal staff? Ha- have things gotten totally out of control with this support personnel? I realize we've created a lot more jobs, Matt. Alex Myers the other day said to me, Tony, have you noticed when you're watching these college basketball games now that there is a full row and a half of these people behind the bench? bench, What are they adding? What are they doing? (laughs) What is that? I don't know. Besides, we have a lot of money to spend. And we have to spend it on something. I'm not knocking the fact that it's created jobs for people. And I know it's the entree well, into coaching way, yeah. for a lot of these people. But what is the importance of that, to have them all behind the bench? What is that? <laughs> it's silly, know. right? Do you think it's silly like I yeah, do? Yeah, like when they get in the huddles, there's like 25 people in it now. It's 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 really interesting. Alex had a good point to me the other day. He said, you know, and I'm, I'm laying there feeling ill as I could be. And, and he goes, Tony, look at this. Tennessee has, they got like 12 players and 40 support people. It's crazy. But Titans, Bill, uh, yeah, so I think the first order of business for the Broncos is to find a quarterback because Russell Wilson ain't in. NWO Russ and Sierra, he, he ain't it, Titans, Bill. Yeah, that's true. And another note, I'm... I'll tell you, look, look for also to, for the Raiders to improve. 
but I don't believe it will be with Derek Carr. I'm looking for Derek Carr to either be a Carolina Panther or a New Orleans Saint. And you, you also got the Chargers out there that's got a new, that's got a great young quarterback and a new offensive coordinator. We don't believe. As long as that head coach is that head coach, Eric. Chargers ain't going to do anything. He's got the stank of Dooley on him. <laughs> and if you watch him, Coach, that cat's got the stank of Dooley on him. Yeah, they had your, they had your Jaguars. They had the bull by the horns, you know, when they played your Jaguars. And the bull got away and it ended up ramming them. Brian yeah, they, Hartman. Uh, they kind of helped us. They kind of, we kind of helped them get a 27-point lead by turning over like five times in the first half. Brian, how did that Staley guy, despite having a plus five turnover differential, how did that Staley guy let your loser franchise come back like that in a playoff game, Brian? Your loser franchise. (laughs) I mean, think about that, uh, Bill. They just got really, they did what a lot of teams that get big leads do. They just got real conservative in the first half, in the second half, up big, and, and it came back to get them. And, Brian, speaking up your Jaguars, you better enjoy that division championship, but it ain't going to last very long. Because, look, okay. Mike Frable has a new coaching staff. They have a new front office staff. And things is going to happen in the Music City. Do you believe, you mark Brian? That, Brian you do mark you, that down. Brian, do you believe in, in the, in the uh, Titans right now going forward, Brian? Are you buying or selling or trading the Titans at this point, Bryce? I am. Uh, I neither believe nor do I think that they're doomed either. I, I don't. Yes. I don't see them. I don't see them really doing much more than what they've done already. How do the Jets constantly remain the worst franchise in professional sports right there in New York City? How does the NFL allow that? They hired that Downing guy yesterday, Bill. And they're going to team him with Nathaniel can't hack it. <laughs> that's stiff. I mean, that's <laughs> stiff downing. And, and, and Nathaniel can't hack it. Titans, Bill. You okay, clown. one thing. That, that, head, that head coach over there needs to use his head for something besides a hat rack. Well, Bill, you're my man. When you go to Bradley's, are you getting milk or white chocolate? I'm getting uh, I'm getting white chocolate. Now, white chocolate is absolutely delectable. Yeah. Yep. I hung out with Brad yesterday, and uh, the white chocolate is just it melts in your mouth, not in your hands, brah. What can I say? Oh, Tony. On another note, I've added another uh, celeb- female celebrity to my Mount Rushmore, and she isn't in her eighties. She's in her 40s. Who's that, Bill? She stars in the new television series Night Court, and her name is Melissa Roush. Melissa Roush. Remember that name, Tony. Does she have Marky Post's job? No, she has uh, that Anderson guy's job. Oh, wow. She's a judge. So she's the Harry Anderson of the show. So they have a female Harry Anderson. Yeah. So she's like Harriet Anderson. Yeah. And were you a Marky Post fan back in the day? Yeah, I liked Marky Post. I liked her better in the fall, guys, than I did, you know, uh, 
night court. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. Titans, Bill, you're my main man. Much love to you. Take care, buddy. Appreciate you. People listen to this show for a reason. Matt, um, Bino has a couple of suggestions. He would like to vie for the copper card slash alumni hall gift card. My friends at Alumni Hall. How about screwballs for a name of your podcast? <laughs> yeah. Uh, or caught stealing. Which is Here's the best one is, had a bunch is of meat sticks and meat yeah. coats by big, big, from Josh. big Josh. Say it again. Meat sticks and meat coats. Meat sticks and mink coats. From Josh. The big uh, TLD Logistics would love that. Yeah. TLD. That, that, that's a favorite of mine. I meat like that sticks one. and mink coats. TLD <laughs> Logistics presents. How about Bino says off the wall? What do you think of off the wall? I like that one. That's good, too. How about the, instead of the walk-off, the talk-off? Oh, that's talk good, off. Brian. There you go, Brian. Brian, you're doing work. So we're looking for a name for uh, this uh, podcast. We need a name. We need some help. Matt, why do I think in my in my sports heart that tomorrow night's game, the Vols are getting ready to take a season beating. But... They're going to win the game. Don't say they're going to win the in game. In the back of my mind, they're I getting, keep going, well, killed, Tony. Say they're getting in the killed. back of my mind, I keep thinking, tomorrow night's going to be a hammer job. And it's too easy, right? Like in gambling, when something looks too easy, it's usually too easy. Don't you think tomorrow, from 10,000 feet, doesn't this thing feel like they're going to come in here and kill job us? The mm-hmm. way they're playing, the way we're playing? Yes. Yes. Yeah. How are we going to win? We're going to win. How are we going to do it? Well, well they're not going to win if the, you say that. The law of averages doesn't support Alabama going 18-0 and in the league. <clears throat> yeah, Al- Alabama's gonna, not really had a bad, ga- like bad, bad game. Bad league game. Yeah. They yeah. play, I think it was Mississippi State at home. They kind of slugged through it and, and pulled it out. And then until Auburn scored in the last second, that was their only win by less than 10 points in conference play. Like, they've blown people out. Brian, Scary Palms has Tennessee right now on the four line playing that Miami game, Miami team in the second round. Oh, Is that no. right, Dan? Or- yeah, he does. Dan no, Orlando. Yeah. Well, luckily, Palms not going to be right. So, <laughs> <laughs> If we face that Miami team, I'm just going to say this for the record right now, pack light. Pack light. I watched them last night. You yeah. know. The ACC you know, sucks, but that team's that always team's really good. Me. They have that really, really, really good, good. guards. And, and that can, Nigel Pack can really they play. They turn teams over. Yeah, and you know what else they do, which is kind of interesting? They were fouling a guy at the end of the game last night, and, and the announcers were saying, because were saying, it was North Carolina. I love watching North Carolina lose. It's kind of fun when the Blue Bloods. They can have a regal in ID this year. Black and blue. Yeah. Wow. That's a good point. You had a Regal Final Four last year. You have a Regal Final Four in IT. Duke, North Carolina, <laughs> Kentucky. And who else? Oh, Villanova. Yeah, Villanova. They, yeah, I mean, it's going to be the best NIT they, field yeah. ever. It'll be the best NIT field ever, which is solace for our neighbors to the north. Um, last night, the Miami team that we're projected to play in the second round by Jerry, the guy that you wanted to foul to put on the foul line was 73% from the foul line. That was his percentage, 73%. 
everybody else shot in the 80s. That's a team right there that if they get in with their guard play and then the ability to close games out like that, they're going to be hard to put out. And they're athletic. They, they made the uh, second weekend last year. They did? With largely the same team. Didn't they beat, they beat that, that Auburn team, that really good Auburn team? Yeah, they, they turned Auburn over and just killed they them. They went to the Elite Eight and wow. lost to North Carolina, lost to uh, Kansas. That's right, Brian. That's right. They, that's only their first. I think that's their first ever Elite Eight. In their, they have one Elite Eight just like the Vols do in their history. That's just and Mason. that was it. Took Mason to the Final Four. Meg, Meg, yeah. Jim Laranagan. He's a... He's older than Barnes, I think. Just a cool old dude. Remember, man. he had that big booster, basically bought their team and said, you're putting this guy on your roster. Yeah, Remember? Pack. It was Nigel yeah. Pack. And here they are. Yeah. That yeah. Uh, Ruiz guy bought Nigel Pack for allegedly four hundred grand. I don't know what I, I think believe. it was allegedly. They promoted well, it. <laughs> well, that is true. <laughs> that is. Uh, and, then he, and then he said, I met with the NCAA, and they're a bunch of nice people. <laughs> that, that was his... Uh, that was his read on the NCA. Let's go back to the phones. We're looking for a name for our podcast. We're very excited about our new baseball offerings. We are going to be doing a Garza Law, Tennessee, extra innings program as soon as Friday night's game ends. And then I'm going to turn right around a few hours later and do an extra innings or a Tennessee basketball overtime Garza Law uh, edition after the Kentucky game. It'll be 12 hours later. Mm-hmm. And, Matt, are we going to go 2-0 and in those two games, our volunteers? Do you feel a 2-0 and stretch coming, a 1-1 stretch, or an 0-2? What do you feel, Matt? Uh, I think you'll – Come on, big boy. I think you'll go 2-0. Boom! Hello and welcome into our next call. Hi, How you're on there. How my friends compatriots doing today? Hey, Dobbs, welcome in. How about the name Driving Home? Driving Home. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Kind of, kind of puts TLD in there, and you can start the yeah. show off by pulling what the sound of those air horns when those trucks pull Driving their air horns. Driving home. All right, I'm gonna put this down. Uh, w Lynn, you're now ahead of Titans Bill. <laughs> I think this support staff you're talking about, Tony, behind the bench. Yes. I think we ought to have basketball league back there. Well, and, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. Why couldn't somebody from that support staff say at the end of the game the other night, if there's going to be 50 of them there, why don't we get a waka and everybody else basically off the line for that second shot? Because a waka is a freshman who's going to try and make a play. This was told to me by a basketball guy yesterday. You have that staff of people back there. First of all, it's a freshman that wants to make a play to please you, that plays hard all the time, that hasn't learned yet how to govern his juice out there. That's why he did what he did. Yeah. He was yeah, going right. to jump over. if On the missed foul shot, he was going to jump on somebody's back anyway to try and get a rebound because that's what he does. He pushes people. And I love you know, him. Why, Matt, why did they move him? He's out there. No. Why did they move him? Why didn't they get him off the foul line the other day like, they would, like you would do? Why wouldn't one of those 50 analysts back there whisper in the coach's ear, hey, move him? Probably because Missouri is the worst defensive rebounding team in the country. Matt. I think he was the biggest guy we had on the court at the time, too, with that poor guard lineup. No, I I agree with you. You have a two-point lead. Get him off the floor there. And, by the way, did Vesco miss the shot anyway? 
Yeah, but the, Pat Adams had blown the whistle before he shot. Oh, well, actually, yeah. the whistle was being blown. Yeah. I think well, he shot the motion. Pat, so yeah. it's not Pat fair Adams to. Sure to it's not fair to count that as a double yeah. loss. No, no I don't see, count that. If he just missed the free throw and they had to rebound it and didn't have to inbound, they would have probably had to have settle for like a half court heave at best. Come on, you're fifty right, analyst. Be better, yeah, fifty you're... analyst. Be better, that... fifty analyst. I want to put Titan Bill back there with binoculars and have him start pointing out the hot women over 40 in the arena. Uh, over 60. Over 60, okay. Bill ain't looking at you, except for that woman on. That woman on uh, Night Court's an outlier. <laughs> that, that woman was on Big Bang. She was famous on the Big Bang Theory, too. Well, there's that. We're not in the third hour yet. Yeah, we're, <laughs> there's that. We're... we're <laughs> We're drifting here from the Alabama game a little bit, I guess. <laughs> go ahead, uh, Brian. This ought to be good. Go ahead, Brian. Okay, I was just gonna, I was gonna go over the extra inning games that we've had the last three two years. But yeah, that was a, that's a big bang. Go ahead, Brian. Hit it. Tight, uh, uh, hey, Brian, write that down for me for the blog. But go ahead. Uh, okay. Give me the give me the extra inning games as part the, of the. Uh, 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 we're gonna call it. <laughs> we're gonna call this. Uh, w. Lynn's Big Bang. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> In uh, last year, there was just two extra inning games. The the uh, James Madison game went 9-8, went 10 innings. That was a win. They came back in that Florida game to win that Sunday in the extra in 11, 6-4. And they lost the one at Kentucky Matt was at, the first game of that series that went 13 innings, the longest game they played. Matt, what was what month was that? Last two years, game? was that a May game and it was like yeah. thirty five degrees outside? Yeah, it was April at least. Yeah, it was yeah, like, really it was strange. Right, right? first week into May, I think it, it was, was as cold as it could be and not snow. It was. I mean, it was, it was May and it was like the sun didn't shine the entire weekend, which it never does up there. And it rained the what whole time. It was awful. Lexington, yes. no offense to you. You have great horse farms. Keeneland's incredible. There was God, more, there was was more n- Tennessee fans there than Kentucky fans for the Saturday and Sunday. It's Sunday especially. That, that was colder than most football games they play up there in November. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's so horrific. It looks so unfun in that stadium. Yeah. I was waiting for them to turn the waterfalls on, on the sides there. With all the concrete, W. Lynn. Yeah, that concrete is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen on on TV. I mean, what is, <laughs> knowing Mitch Barnhart and how cheap he is and conservative, I wonder if he got like some kind of deal from some some um, mall project that went belly up, and he said, "Yeah, just take the concrete down here." They and have we'll- a turf field, but you get dirty sliding on it. It's, an, it's incredible. They yeah. throw dirt on top of their turf. I, it's like a layer of coal. Ash. Tony Vols. It's awful. Have a, uh, is that on campus? That stadium? Yes. Or no? Yeah, it's yeah, it's on the outskirts of campus. Yeah. Is it? Is, I say we send them to the Big Ten. <laughs> they really are a Big Ten team. Yeah, that's really they, what they are. I mean, when you go there, you feel like you're in Big Ten country. Mm-hmm. It's so cold there. Well, that's how they 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 had a little bit of success in baseball. They just started, you know, bringing all those kids down. Yep. And then and told them they were playing in the, the southern South. region yeah, and they were going to have more warm yes. weather. Yes. Outright lie. Yeah. Yeah. Alabama, maybe. Yes. How about this as a show named W. Lynn? Ticks, chicks dig the long vol. Vol spelled 
V-H-A-U-L, presented by TLD Logistics. Chicks dig the long vol. That's I'm not sure bad. Get in trouble with somebody. That for is that. not bad. Well, that's, that's really not good. bad. That's really good. That's really good. That's, really that's, good. that's <laughs> some next level thinking. You, that's really you need good. To keep it to uh, like less syllables. I think maybe that's too many syllables. No, it isn't. Brian, Brian. Ticks jig the long vol, <laughs> and because it's phonetic and it's, I love that. Nashville Lee might be winning today. He might have climbed over to you, W. Lynn. A bunch of really good suggestions. Well, good for him. Then he can get back there behind the bench and help us out some, you know. (laughs) We need Nashville Lee back there with, you know, a a binder of analytics to to tell Barnes every every situation. Here's what you got to do. Hey, I could be the historian. I could say, Coach Barnes, you know, this happened 35 years ago, you know, when you tried something. Somebody tried something like this. Say? (laughs) Yep. When when we get in tight games, you need to say, hey, man, you need to put somebody under there because Corey Allen had a tip-in against these guys 35 years ago. Miss the first and let Corey Allen go get the tip-in. We ought to take a picture of all those people behind the bench and then have their salary listed. Or Lynn, not one of them went and whispered, get a walk off that foul line. Not <laughs> no, one of you freaking, not one of you freaking, uh, uh, Support people. What are y'all doing? And one of them, at least one of them, the Vanderbilt game could have come up to Phillips and said, you know, dunk the ball no dunk matter the what. Ball. Dunk the Even ball, man. Fouls you or what? You know, just dunk the ball. There's only 45 of them. Every time you look at Tennessee's bench, it's metastasizing. They started the season with like five of them. It's like it's like an invasion of the body snatchers or something. W. Lynn, like they're taking over. Well, if you get another injury it's or like two, you're going to play. You think they might be bringing a herd of recruits out there to midcourt or something? I mean, what in the world? W. Lynn, thank you. You're my man. Good show, guys. Hey, uh, that'll be good. Go ahead. See, Matt Jones is there's like a, a new bill, a Senate bill, I guess. Maybe it's in Kentucky. That might prohibit stuff like um, KSR, what they do on Sunday, from happening within a thousand feet of a residence. Oh, hey, oh, Matt, I'm you know that breaks my heart, man. And that's like uh, it was. Oh, passes, Matt, like, run for office, Matt. Run for office, Matt. Run for office. What a he guy. says, we'll beat them in court. Under- oh, we'll beat them in court. <laughs> Boy, he's having a bad year. The Blue Devils and the Wildcats. Is he more a Duke fan or a Kentucky fan, Matt? What is he? <laughs> that Jones guy. <laughs> well, he claims to be a Kentucky fan, but he had to get that Duke law degree to run run that sports bar. Are you for or against Rupp's Rafters at this point and their outburst of, I can't even enjoy what's going on up there right now because of our dark turn our season's taken. Yeah, well, they they lose so much now right. that it's almost they just kind of repeat the same. Yes, you know, you know, eight eight or ten kind of headlines on their board. But it is kind of great. It, it's funny. I mean, it's hilarious. It is. Uh, it's sort of what it's about at this point. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. I lost its its soul a long time yeah. ago, a number of years ago. It's really they strange sold, when they it? sold out to be yeah. a G League program. Yeah. And now they're left with, they're a bad G League program. Yeah, they're not they getting are. those elite players anymore. Yeah. 
They're getting like now, and every year they keep telling us, "Oh, this is the class that's going to bring it back. This is the class." When you this has been to a Final Four, and what is it now? Going on eight years for them. That's when yeah, and then then, you know four years. Here's an interesting thing. This would there's about to be a class of students graduate from Kentucky that. If they were there four years, I think they're the first. They'd be the first graduating class since maybe before uh, in the modern era that did not see Kentucky win an NCAA tournament game during oh, their time in school. There, that'd be a really good number if if their people actually graduated in four years. Eight six eight six five two hundred five four zero two more after this. <laughs> This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring, followed by low-interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you, or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. T to the B back with you, 865-200-5402, the number. It's Valentine's Day. And uh, be my Valentine. My friends at Bradley's Chocolate have chocolate-covered strawberries. They are uh, serving you today if you're out and about and you're hunting that uh, perfect gift, they've got it for you. Whether it's um, their chocolate-covered strawberries in milk or white chocolate or tons of other chocolate goodies, Rocky Top chocolate corn pops, incredible, melt in your mouth. I was in there yesterday. They were popping that stuff and, and making it right in front of me. And, Brian, you want to talk about cruelty to animals? I sat there, and I... I refrain, Bri, watching them pour that chocolate right on top of that popcorn and mixing and making that can, right in uh, front of me, Brian. Right in front of me, Brian, they were making it. You can uh, you can get that year-round, not just balance. Oh, yes. And they have something called a Tennessee walking stick, which is oh. a pretzel, on, and it's got, like, different nuts and caramel oh. and chocolate on a pretzel Gee, stick yogurt. that's, that's uh, oh. very good. Very good, too. 
Oh. Did, did you send milk or white chocolate to Tony Voss? I'm going to ignore strawberries. That. I'm going to. What are you in for, Freddie Jack today? I'm just asking. You're taking cheap shot. I mean, taking. Season's a, getting ready to start. Taking a Freddie Jack cheap shot up in Watford. Hey, uh, Freddie Jack cheap shot. Like, um, there were actually seven. No, there were six extra inning games the year before. Yep. In the 21 season. Yes. And they won all but one. They had a Georgia Southern game the first weekend of the season that went 12. I got to ask. And uh, I got to ask uh, Matt something. Matt, why are you laughing? Brian's going back to the extra. Was the Arkansas walk-off, was that an extra inning win or was that in the bottom of the ninth? That was the bottom of the ninth. Wow. Okay. Is that having Russell home run? No, it's Max Ferguson. Evan Max Russell, Ferguson. Evan Russell was against Vandy. And I think that, and that was, was bottom of the ninth. Or will that ever think. be forgotten by the living fan? No. Evan I Russell's home run. He hit three that day. He hit that one. That Evan Russell home run, when you look back on it, I'm not just fluffing him because he's on here on Mondays with us, no. but that's the one that started the party. That oh, weekend no. started the party for the baseball balls. Yes or no? Uh, yeah, that it really just got to really show. Got it going. Just to show, because yeah. at that point, and you, it's easy to forget about this now, Vanderbilt was the Alabama of the sport at that point. And you proved you could stand toe-to-toe with yeah. them and win a game. I remember winning a game was so important at that mm-hmm. point. The next day, they were totally yeah. out of juice. Yeah. Just to same, win a game was an incredible accomplishment. Too. Yeah. They won the Saturday game. Just to win the game. Yeah, you proved you could. You proved. And, and you got your fans believing. Which is probably yeah. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, and and that's the to me. I'm looking back on those things and I'm going, when did your program turn a corner? Well, I mean, you could say last year when you went down to Vanderbilt and beat them, or last year when you went to Ole Miss and you swept. No, your program turned a corner the previous season. Yes, where when we all were uh, all cooped up, tired of being cooped up, they reintroduced people that. That Vanderbilt game that afternoon was just magic. Mm-hmm. He hit Evan Russell what, three, um, home runs. three home runs they, in that game. Wow. Berkey you know, broke character on TV. Did Berkey what, what he did goes, Berkey do? No way. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, it was great. I love it. I mean, he's probably embarrassed by it, but it Berkey was like, it was, a, it was incredible. It was incredible. Berkey broke you know, uh, kayfabe. Before that, though, you had a series where they they won at Georgia. They swept LSU. They swept the sweeping LSU weeks was before that, when yep. it and they beat, they, they beat they beat a, a pretty good Florida team two out of three. That didn't. That, that was an I extra don't think game. none of those got the uh, stirred up the fan base quite like that that one hit against Bandy did. Brian, there is nothing which like which is an interesting. There's nothing like the loud moments because that was the mm-hmm. right into the postseason that gave us a, that that right state game, which I, I'm lit. In my born days, I never dreamed that college baseball could make me feel that. Mm-hmm. That was now it's made you feel that way for a long time. But well, I'm talking about me. I'm talking though. about me personally. I never thought because I looked at Lauren and I said, I gotta get on the air. She said, What? I gotta get on the air. Huh? I gotta get on the air. We came right down here and I'll never forget we looked at our back line that number and that night. And we had like, and I'm not, I'm not going, I'm going to tell you the number here. We had like 35,000 people that hit that thing, you know, which told me that it had the same impact. Mm-hmm. And that was the Friday night game. Tennessee came back from the dead against that Wright State team, who 
was very now they're a footnote in that tournament we went to the um, because they, yeah like because they they had nothing left they were yeah. like us they were they were just gassed yeah we cooked them they could have won the region yes. right they could have yeah, won that tournament easily. yeah very you know what the winner of that game was playing in the finals 20 minutes after that when, when i actually jumped on that that yeah. night yeah and i'm like 20 minutes later i'm thinking what in the hell am i doing on a friday night Talking, uh, coming on after a uh, baseball game against Wright State. Walk off Grand Slam. Zach McGill says on deck with Dixon. I'm at Tony Basilio on Twitter. Rounding third, uh, mayor of Raytown, Raytown. Warning rants and clean it up with Dixie from uh, that's Titans Bills random phone. Clean it up. Warning track power with Matt Dixon. The wind-up. I like the wind-up because it connotes um, our uh, p- the pitching. Um, ball four. Zach McGill says, on deck with Dixon. The power alley is really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, the audiences came through today. Really, the, really the, good ones. The short porch from Beano Fan, is that's really good, man. That's really good. Base is loaded. Uh-huh. For, for our ball club, who always have men on. Uh, let's want, find up here. Uh, tin Music. Dixie's Dugout. High Heat with Matt. Strikes and Heaters. <laughs> <laughs> Strikes and Heaters is good. Good Kentucky Bowling Podcast. Uh, meat Sticks and Mink Coats. Big Josh is excellent. Tina Valls has batter's box, breaking ball, bases loaded, daddy cap recap. That's hard to say. Cowgirl Kate says the round tripper. This is fun. The clubhouse curmudgeon is <laughs> another one that just came on. The clubhouse. Is that from, is that from Bino? Curry no, that's Lodging. from Andrew Hogan. The clubhouse commotion with Matt Dixon. Back to our phones. 865-200-5402. Oh, Before we do that, though, I yeah. want to mention what happened at Michigan State. That's oh, just man. a total. Those people need all the prayers that, and, and everything, that all the love you can send them. Can you imagine sending your kid to school? Some madman walks into that space, and that. That could happen anywhere, guys. Oh, it's. You know, that's scary. That that had somebody, that was somebody that was not affiliated in any way with the school. No, no. That just was some, he had a lot of mental health issues. He was 43 years old. Complete tragedy. They have a lot of stuff happen up there at Michigan State. They really do. It's. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure yesterday or the day before, one of Izzo's players, like, pleaded guilty to, like, second-degree murder for something, like, a year or two ago. And they've had a they've had a, some Baylor-type incidents up there that have somehow kind of gone unnoticed or not, not as, you know, pu- widely publicized as a lot of stuff. It's really interesting how Izzo's kind of scapegoated a lot of that. Yeah, or escaped it. Yeah, you're right, and that's a good point. 
But um, no, that, that tragedy happened. Yeah, that's Brown said. That, that that stuff happens everywhere. I mean, it happens everywhere all over the country. Yep. It's terrible. Too often. And imagine a young person sitting there. Imagine being one of the kids that was in there and lived. The impact that would have on you the rest of your life. I mean... I saw a screenshot of one of the footage. There was there was a high school shooting up there at a, at a high school not like a, a year or two ago, and they said that there's people that who were at that high school for that shooting that were probably on oh, campus man. then. Like it's insane to think about to be involved in like two mass shoot like be on site for. I mean I don't. It's just it's hard to comprehend. Well, prayers up. There was somebody who actually was in elementary school at the Sandy Hook when Sandy Hook happened that was attending Michigan State now currently that had to deal with two mass shootings in their lifetime at different schools. That's a that's incredible. That's incredibly horrible. Breaking that and then we'll go back to our phones. Joe Lenardi has just released his uh, why has uh, tipped me to this. Brian Hartman, you'll be glad to know that he has Tennessee as a three seed beginning in Greensboro, where they will be play the the uh, they will play Furman, projected to get there out of the Southern Conference. SoCon, yeah. And then the Vols are a three seed there, so a three fourteen game. Here's and a then six eleven. And the next round is when it gets fun. They will play either Rutgers. Oh God. Or the Clemson, New Mexico winner. Rutgers out of the Big Ten, Brian. That over-under of that game is going to be like 70. Can we beat Rutgers, in your opinion, to get to the Sweet 16? Well, I I don't think you'd have to score it a ton against no. them. Lenardi said... To beat them. Greg Schiano has them playing really well defensively. Lenardi said with a win tomorrow, <laughs> the Vols will be either the second or third number two seed. He'll jump him right back into his next survey with a win. Vols will remain on the three line with a loss, according to Lenardi in his notes. Brian, the number one seed in that region, if you're wondering in terms of getting to a final who's four, the, the two? is Let's Purdue. Worry about the two first. The two is Texas. Hmm. And Texas was defeated by Texas Tech last night in Lubbock. Yep. And Texas Tech's had a rough year, so that was a that Texas team. I guess you know that you can't be surprised at that kind of Good result, Lord. and that that certainly could could bode well for what could happen tomorrow night. How about the Lumberyard with MD or Matt flips? That's good because you do flip. <laughs> yeah, you could take that a lot of different ways. Brian, what do you think of Matt flips? <laughs> Matt flips. <laughs> yeah. I, that's see. I, I like titles that are two words or less. Yes, I'm thinking. Yes, I, I, you, you don't want a title that's the sentence long. That's the thing. And some of those are good. I just don't know that that, that they could be realistically used. Let me put Matt flips down here. Take that into consideration. Um. I like that TLD Logistics short porch. I like that um, Tony sent me a picture of, and Matt's seen it live, but the three-decker porch is cool-looking. 
Is that thing cool looking in person? Yeah, it now? looks really good. Yeah, he's really excited I saw, about I it. Saw it Friday night when I went over there. I get the feeling he wants to keep that as part freezing of the freezing cold Friday night. Did it? We get cold. Yeah, it was freezing. God, it's brutal. What'd you glean Friday night from that? Uh, well, I, it was interesting. They had Jarrett Dickey in center field. Yep, which was surprising, but you know yep. he actually made a really nice running catch at the wall. He's really athlete, really yeah. athletic hit, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, mm-hmm. then you had, had Booker and, and Christian Scott on the corner, so that was cool. Um, and Dickey's just been killing the ball in these scrimmages. Like, I'm not he's, – he's hitting well over 500 in them. Um, Blake Burke's, you know, doing really well. Had a couple of, of opposite field hits, which I don't remember him doing a ton last year. That's interesting. Um, what about Maui? Um, he's been pretty good. Um, you know, hadn't had any of those loud hits yet. So, you know, we'll see we'll see how he does. Uh, you know, he's he's really really good at short. He's got a really strong arm. Uh, I'm not sure. He's kind of really streaky with the bat it seems like. We'll see. I would almost trade you some hitting for a guy at short that locks it down at this level. Mm-hmm. I'd try to make that trade with you. I trade you 15 percentage points. Yeah. Well, on I mean, an average really for a guy that can just clean it up. He'll be an upgrade at hitting over Cortland Lawson who was Kind of sneaky good, yeah. really good at bats. Yes, um, I think Ohuna will, will kind of will be an upgrade there. Uh, so he's got a really good arm. You know, I think that I mean they got a really good line. They got a lot of for a team that's flipping your entire position group. You have a lot of veteran pieces that you're putting. Like a lot of at bats are returning. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. And you got the the three transfers that are coming in. You know, Zang Denton's been in this league. You yep. know, a two year starter. You know, Merritt was a you know. A, AAC Player of the Year. And, and to the uninitiated. Ohuna was Team USA. Well, started a fight. <laughs> the baseball vols. The baseball vols. Say that again. No, Maui Ahuna, he played for the, the U.S. national team and had a little incident on the bases in one of those games against somebody. <laughs> That's when I knew he was going to fit in well here. Um, Thank God Drew Gilbert didn't do that. He started World War Three. <laughs> yes. Back to the phones we go. You know, uh, your boy Mac McClung is going to be part of the Sixers plan. They got him on a two-way NBA contract out of their G League affiliate. Sixers have, have no plan, Brian, but I'm sure they're fun to watch. In Do you weekend. watch the G League stuff? That's a stu- are you stupid freaking? But, are you I mean, you freak- watch the USFL? Are you freaking kidding me? You got Mac McClung, Jaden Springer. Jordan Bowden plays for somebody. I was talking to somebody about that the other day. That G League, that is basketball Siberia for those guys. I guess it's better than going overseas. Yeah. I don't know. But, but I don't think you get, you don't get paid a lot. To play no, it's basketball Siberia. It's, and you can ride those buses. And, uh, it's, well, I mean, overseas, you don't have to go overseas, figures. I guess, if you don't want to do that. Camping fun play the G League. Let's go to the fans. I, I think the cultural experience of going overseas, I'd rather do that. If I, yeah. if I can't get in the NBA, I'd rather do that. Than, like like Folky's, Folky's in Belgium. around right? in the G League. Folky's in Belgium right now, and he's, love, he's loving every minute of that. Make good money playing basketball. And he's playing I mean, really good. Seriously. He's making good money, and he's playing well. I mean, yep. Hello, and welcome into our next call. Cilio Show, hi. Hey, Tony D. Hey, Freddie Jack. Welcome in. How's it going? I'm doing great, man. How you doing today? You feeling better today? I'm okay. You need, you need to, for that sinus, you need to use a little aromatherapy with a touch of sage. That might help you. 
Well, I tried to touch a sage about three weeks ago on the air, and then he went and cut a promo on me to John Adams behind my back. <laughs> that would help clear it, clean up your sinuses, I think. Cleaned up my sinuses that day. <laughs> I saw that that maroon. This is sage. When I saw that that maroon sent me. When that maroon ripped me to John Adams behind my back, <laughs> got a letter to the editor. You talk about a living brain donor. Does he rank up there with uh, the cattleman? No. He's in his own stratosphere, that cattleman. Does Matt, does Matt and Brian know that... that does Matt and Brian know that the cattleman used to be the star of the show? He used to be King Jim. Tony actually gave him a crown years ago. Thirty year, about thirty years ago, yep. He was he got crowned king of the show, King Jim. He was the, he was the highlight of your day, wasn't he, Tony? <laughs> in his own mind, he was. <laughs> He's the highlight of everybody's day in his own mind. Because that's when he was calling every show, I guess, yeah. in the yeah. southeast. You know, it's funny now. He literally gets two syllables out, but he'll sit there and hold on for... How long will he have to hold on, Freddie, to get in two syllables on this show? Well, I held 55 minutes yesterday. Oh, so that's not true. You're such <laughs> that's a That's the truth. You're such a liar. <laughs> no, I went through two commercial breaks. Screenshot it. Screenshot it and send it to me. I don't believe that. <laughs> Two commercial breaks. I don't but screenshot. Plus your plus your ramp plus your rambling. Matt, do you think I ramble on here? Uh, well, I mean, it is your show. Interesting. <laughs> it's his dime and his dance floor. Is that a yes, Freddie? <laughs> Freddie, is that a, did Matt just give me a, uh, a rather tacit yes? What would Cattleman's po- podcast be called? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you have to have access to something to do a podcast. I mean, having a payphone can't do it from a payphone. No longer, I don't think that'd work for a podcast. I was thinking, like, well. jerk out of work. <laughs> well, what was the question about Matt? I had to step away. What we're doing a, we're doing a base bet. Matt's doing a Tennessee baseball podcast. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. Wear this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. 
Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Ace now offers free assembly and delivery on grills over $3.99? It's never been easier for you and your family to have a great grill like a Weber gas grill, a Traeger pellet grill, or a Big Green Egg charcoal grill. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware, located at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. All right, we got Miles Johnson from Foodland. We're going to find out what's happening with him. Miles, this is Terry from the radio station. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's uh, another week, so I know you got some more great specials for us. So what's on tap this week? We have our normal one-week ad, which features assorted pork chops, $1.69 a pound. Strawberries, two for five. Iceberg lettuce, 99 cents each. 
and Coca-Cola six-packs, three for 12, and Dr. Pepper six-packs, two for seven. Well, thank you. And again, Miles, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. right there on West 7th, right by the post office. Thank you, and thank uh, all of your great staff. Uh, they're always very friendly whenever I come in. And uh, Miles, we appreciate talking to you. Uh, I'll talk to you next week, and you and the folks at Foodland have a great day. All righty. Thank you. You too. Thank you. All right. That was Miles Johnson from Foodland. If there's something you want to see and you don't see it there, ask them because they are very, very good about getting stuff for you. So, This is Dr. Mike Steele. Tune in to American Steel, a weekly discussion of topics and events related to the challenges in our world. Listen as we examine the path to relevance and truth in our society and culture. You can catch the show on 101.7 WKOM at 7 p.m. on Sundays. Also, we can be found online at WKOM Radio or on Twitter at WKOM WKRM. See you on Sunday. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.